Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I'm really excited to bring this word. I, I actually have been living out this word for the last little bit, and um, and now I'm going to be able to share it with you, and hopefully in Jesus' name, um, impart some freedom and revelation into this house. It's going to help us. It's going to help our relationships with each other, but because of our relationship with God. So um, the title of my message, I'm just going to leap right in. The title of my message is Trust Leap. See what I did there? <laughs> Trust Leap. Uh, I want to talk tonight with you guys about the topic of trust. And um, it actually started happening probably three to six months ago. First, I'm just confessing as your pastor, first from my mouth, I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't really trust them. You know, they went through that about a year ago. Like, I just think we need to hold off on that. Or um, even with my kids, like, yeah, I don't trust you to, to take your plate to the sink because you broke it last time you, you cleared your plate. So why don't you just carefully set it on the counter and mommy will put it in the sink. Like the, the, from the smallest examples to the more weighty examples, I just realized that I had this bent towards assuming and presuming based off of things that had happened in the past that were creeping its way into how I was looking into my present and therefore my future. And I don't know if I'm alone. I don't think I am. Actually, I know I'm not. I'm being nice. <laughs> because I started hearing it in the language of my friends and, and here in this house. of like, yeah, I don't really trust them um, because this happened. Or I will never fill in the blank. You can fill in your own blank. I will never serve on that team. I will never lead in that capacity. I will never love. I will never get into a relationship like the one, da, 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 da. And it's so sneaky and it's so the devil because what you are doing is you are coming into alignment with trauma, hurt, and things that are actually keeping you from experiencing all that God has for you. And so I want to talk about it. And I have been through so, like, literally, I started typing. I have a laundry list of different areas of my life where I have had to work through healing and addressing things in my own heart so that I could trust God again. I've been there in the test of trust with my marriage. I know. it's You know better than anybody, Mike Yeager. We got married really young, and we were two different people with two completely different backgrounds coming together, and it was a little bit messy, a little bit rocky there in our early years of marriage, and I had to make a decision. I am not going to project the things that I had been told about marriage from my parents and also the things that he had gone through with his parents. I had to make a decision. We would be different. I was going to trust God, trust his promises for my marriage. Another one. And just because I'm a pastor does not mean I have not experienced the buzzword church hurt. When I came into this church, I 
was self-professed, I will never work for a church ever again. Pastor Stacy can testify because that's who I told it to. And she's like, okay, but you're actually going to work for this church because God told me. But um, I, I had been through hurt from previous leaders in a previous state. Don't worry, you don't know them. I'm sure they're flourishing now just like I am. Um, but back then, I, I carried hurt from people that were put in leadership into this house. And I said, I'm not, I'm not going to serve in a high capacity. I'm just going to, I'm just praying my husband comes to church. That's where I am, people. <laughs> I have experienced it in career changes. Can I trust God again? I thought this was going to be my career, and it fell through. I actually got my degree to become a teacher. And I heard from God that I wanted to work with families. And then I graduated in the year that the economy crashed and my job got taken away from me. I'm like, God, I thought I heard you. I have had experience trusting God with a diagnosis over my daughter, over walking through grief and disappointment from family members that, are, that were walked through years and years of addiction. Some ended well, some not well. This is just my personal list. And I'm pretty sure if you think about it, you can probably come up with your own laundry list of different situations that you've walked through where it's been very damaging to your soul, to your heart. And the enemy likes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he will take those hurts, he will take those traumas, and he will splat them over the word of God to make you think that God is not worthy of your trust. But I'm here to tell you, church, maybe it isn't control. Maybe it's not fear. Maybe it's not even the limiting beliefs that you have around who you think God is. Maybe it isn't even protection. Maybe it's just misplaced trust. Because the word of God so clearly shows us who God is, what trust is, and what trust is not and what misplaced trust looks like. And the world wants to define trust in a way that is completely polar of what the Bible says. We're gonna learn how to discern. We're gonna learn wisdom. We're gonna learn how to see life through the lens of the word of God so that we can trust again in healthy ways and see our lives flourish, just as Pastor Mike said. Yes, can I get an amen for that? Amen. So point number one. We don't trust by falling, we trust by leaping, all right? So trust isn't falling backwards. The world wants to say that trust is all about falling, the trust fall. Actually, I had a really funny YouTube clip, but it's not working, of these really funny fail videos where they, people do the trust test. You guys know what the trust test is? You know, where you stand there and then you fall backwards into the arms of your trustworthy companion or coworkers or church family. And so these fail videos, one of my personal favorites was a boyfriend and a girlfriend and they were standing at a lake and he was standing right behind her and she literally just closes her eyes, falls like a plank right into the water. <laughs> she fell the wrong way. And then same thing, you know, the church exercise where all the church coworkers gather together and the guy, instead of going this way, he just like falls flat on his face. And there's a bunch of those on YouTube if you wanna have a good laugh later when you're in bed scrolling. But my point is, is that the world defines trust as a fall. 
but the Bible defines trust as a step forward. And I want you to understand that the enemy is going to do his darndest to get you falling, falling over and over into the lies, into the schemes, into the dark abyss and slap a label saying, that's what trust is. You're just supposed to fall back and who knows what's gonna happen? Who knows how long you're gonna fall? Who knows what's gonna be at the bottom? Maybe it's a trampoline, maybe it's a lake, maybe it's a piece of dirt. But the Bible says that we get to actually take a leap, that trust is the activator for our faith and that nothing about the Bible, nothing about God is blind. I want you and us to take the trust leap so that you don't project the past onto your future, but rather you can project your future onto your present. So I'm going to do this first by just reading some scriptures over us. I'm really big into reading the word of God because in a time where confusion is at an all-time high, The thing that cuts through confusion the best is clarity, and clarity comes from the Word of God. So I'm just going to read really quick. These aren't even going to be on the screen um, what I'm talking about. Psalm 56, 3 through 4 says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? Isaiah 26, three through four, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Psalm 44, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. Psalm 37, five, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. Psalm 31, 14, but I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. It is clearly and plainly made out for us that when we make a decision, and it is a decision, church, trusting in God is a decision. It's not something that you trip and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I guess I'm trusting God. No, it's a conscious decision to say, I'm gonna commit my way to you. I'm gonna choose to believe your word. I'm going to show you, God, by taking that leap that you are real and you are going to act when I make that decision. I profess with my mouth that no matter what I've been through, no matter what the enemy has tried to pull me into, I am changing the direction of my life. I am course correcting. I'm not falling backwards anymore. I'm gonna take a step into my future, into my destiny, knowing well, just as your word says, that when I commit my way to the Lord, you will act. We have to combat this lie of trust issues. Oh my gosh, young adults. Okay, you guys have an after party tonight, by the way, that you should all go to. But I hear it a lot in young adult um, circles, like, oh, he has trust issues. I have trust issues. Everyone's got trust issues in their 20s that they're very happy to talk about. Then you get into your 30s and 40s, you still have them, you just don't talk about them. But they're sneaky and they're 
at that point really engraven into how you do relationships. And let me tell you, it doesn't go well. It ends up being dysfunctional because you bleed onto the things that you're trying to hold onto because you've actually never let God in to those deep parts of your heart to heal those wounds, to heal those traumas. So trust looks like this weird tug of war and balancing on this beam and black abyss everywhere. And I hope I don't misstep and fall over. That's not God's best for us. That's not what the word of God says our life should look like. Is this making sense? I want us to be a people that can make conscious decisions that are not victim to life, not victim to circumstances, not victim to our past, and make a conscious choice that we're gonna align our decisions with the word of God. Faith is our belief system, but trust is how we act out that faith. And so if we don't understand trust, we could have all the faith in the world or we could have faith in a mustard seed and actually never see anything come of it. We have to understand what it looks like to put our trust in God and to make that conscious step that I'm gonna take that leap of trust. And it can start for you tonight. At the end, I'm gonna open the altar up, so just get ready. You getting ready? Okay, good. Take a drink. Happy hour. Point number two. We don't trust in man, we trust in God. I actually was really surprised when I did a little um, Googling, Bible research, aka Googling. Be careful with Google too. Don't just believe everything you Google, but um, I, I actually could not find anywhere in the Bible, except for when the Bible talks about a union uh, between a, a husband and his wife, where it's a good thing to put your trust in man. Actually, it's the exact opposite. Everywhere I looked, it's actually a really bad idea to put your trust in man. Psalm 27 says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord, our God. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. So the Bible is showing us that we have the choice on where we put our trust, but there's only one right choice and that's God. And so often a lot of these trust issues that we end up having could be completely avoided if we took that trust off of the shoulders of our friends, off of the shoulders of our spouses, off of the shoulders of our children and put it onto God, the one that it's supposed to rest on. And just think about your relationships for a second. I'm gonna help some people out. Yes, I'm gonna help you out too, little buddy. I, I see this often and I've been tempted to do this and I've had to learn the Holy Spirit's corrected me and disciplined me even in this area where I've had some codependent friendships and I realized at the heart of that codependency during those seasons, it's because I was putting all my trust onto my friends. And so everything that they did affected my world because everything they did was what was dictating how my life would go. And so think about the pressure of these friendships 
that I had, I was constantly having to check in on them. How are you doing? Are you doing okay? What, what, how are you feeling about God? How are you feeling about church? I was psychoanalyzing their decision-making because my trust was not in God and my trust was in them. And sure enough, because we all are human, they were human when they made mistakes. Suddenly, I have trust issues. I cannot ever be close like that again in a friendship because they hurt me, they betrayed me, they left me in my hour of need. How dare they do that to me? Does it sound familiar? Maybe it wasn't that they were horrible friends. Maybe it was that my expectation of them being a false God crumbled and I was left picking up the pieces, trying to figure out how to have a makeshift rock built on sand. Your relationships will go through cycle after cycle after cycle of dysfunction and it will spit you out as somebody that can't trust that can't get close, that can't get near. I'm not getting near a connect leader. You don't know what I went through in my last church. Maybe that leader was a really bad God. Maybe you never actually realized that it's not a human's job to have your trust for your future built on their shoulders. Maybe it's time that we mature as a church and realize that God is the only one that can handle the weight of the world. He is the only one that we cast our cares upon. He is the only one that makes the universe go around. And if we could make the universe go around, we would have our own universe, but guess what? We don't. And that is a good thing. In marriage, It is a temptation, even for Pastor Mike, to put me on a pedestal because I'm so awesome. Honestly, I I do it to him as well. And then he disappoints me or I disappoint him. But at the root of it, if I really invite the Holy Spirit into these emotions or this situation, and I encourage you, get used to inviting the Holy Spirit in. Get used to inviting the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in. Okay, I'm feeling this way. Why is that? Holy Spirit, I need your wisdom to show me outside of the emotion that I'm experiencing what is actually happening. Show me the lie. Show me the truth. Show me the word. Show me the scheme. Show me my part to play. Can we take responsibility for our actions? Because at the end of the day, at the end of our life, when we get to heaven, we're not bringing our friends to to take an account of our life. We're not bringing our husband like, see, he did all of that. So that's why... At the end of our life, we're going to stand in front of the creator of the universe and give an account. And he's not going to ask for the account of our friends or our neighbors or even your pastors. He's going to ask you to give an account of your own life. 
because we are wired for eternity and we are wired, created in the image of God. We are the only created beings that have the ability to speak and create with our words. Do you see what's happening? Do you see the enemy coming in, trying to steal, kill, and destroy? We're creating this chaos, oftentimes within our church community, because of misplaced trust. Jeremiah 17, five through six says this, cursed is the one who trusts in man. This is, this is not like a rainbows and butterflies, like, yay, I put my trust in you. Like, this is literally, do you want to live a cursed life or do you want to live a blessed life? Do you want to unlock what Jorge was talking about, giving the offering, giving your tithe, experiencing all that God has for you? You're going to have to make some choices to come out from under the curse into the blessing but in order to do that, you have to make a conscious trust leap. I'm not going to trust my, put my trust in man anymore. It says, curse is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from your flesh. Whose words do you need to feel good about yourself? Whose success do you need to be a part of in order to feel affirmed about yourself? Whose testimony do you need to have a name splatted on their chest so that you can feel like, I'm trustworthy. See that marriage? Yep, I've spoken to them, and now look, they're flourishing. It's a two-way street. We have to get out of the way. We have to let God be God. We have to trust that God knows best. Verse 6, that person will be like a bush in the wastelands and they will not see prosperity when it comes. There is a world out there that is hurting. They are like bushes in the wind, in the wastelands. There is curses that go generations deep, but the second they take a step through those doors, what are they gonna experience in us? Are they gonna experience a community that points them towards Christ? that points them towards the word of God? Or are they gonna experience a community of insecure people that need to get something out of them to make us feel better about ourselves? We have to take a look at the state of our heart. We have to take a look at, at the level that we allow ourselves to trust in God. And if there's areas that you feel like are being cursed right now, maybe it is as simple as saying, I'm gonna trust God with that. Maybe it really is that simple. Maybe the word of God really is that plain. Man will always fail us, and we will always, at one point or another, fail each other, but there is one who will never fail you. There is one who is worthy. There is one who you can stand on the rock no matter what storm comes, no matter what situation crosses your doorway. And I'm here to testify as somebody that I know I'm young, but I also have experienced so many different seasons of life, so many different storms of life. And I can tell you that that rock is good for it. God is good for it. And the beautiful thing is that when we put our trust in God, 
It's so freeing. We get to love each other without the weight of the world being put on them. We get to give people second chances. We get to give people space to make mistakes. We get to give people the ability to figure out how to lead like a little baby giraffe. Listen, the first time somebody gave me a microphone, I'm like, you are crazy. I can barely talk without crying or my voice trembling. That's a true story. They know. But when you trust in God with your area that you're serving in, with your kids, they can make mistakes and it not be a poor reflection on you, mamas and daddies. You can give your kids the ability to figure out who they are in Christ. You can give your husband room to make a mistake with your budget and not feel like he's bringing your family down forever and always. I didn't mean to time that with the water. I just. <laughs> and ladies, it, I think we're, we have this bent to control, but it's because we want to feel safe. And if you've never felt safe, then you're probably going to need to control a little bit more. But when somebody comes into your life that's healthy, that's good, that's from God, you have to give that person the space to figure out how to lead you. And I see this happen so often where the men feel so choked out by their wife and especially in newlywed years. And I had to literally come to my husband and apologize and give him the mantle of provision that I was clutching onto because I grew up in a home that said, you always need to be able to provide for yourself no matter what, always have a backup plan. And it's, it was so good intention. I'm so grateful in, in so many ways and I honor my parents, but the enemy had used that and he wasn't able to provide the life that he knew he was called to provide because I was in a tug war for that mantle. Because at the end of the day, I didn't trust God. I didn't trust in God. When we trust in God, we have the freedom to love the people in our worlds. We can forgive. We can let offenses come and go, not get stuck to us. but we have to make the choice. I'm not gonna trust in man, I'm gonna trust in God. Amen? And point number three, as the band comes up, walking by faith is not walking blind. Walking by faith is not walking blind. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. And I, I often get this vision of my life as a path. And you've heard it said from up here before, how a light works to shine the path 10 feet down, you have to walk the light 10 feet down. And God doesn't expect us to live this blind, confusing, dark abyss life. We are children of the light. We have eyes to see. We have been given ears to hear. We can go from fear to faith. We can exchange anxiety for peace. We can go from torment to dreaming. We can transition from lack to abundance. We can trade hopelessness in for authority. And the exchange does not happen with our eyes closed. 
when you choose to trust God, your faith becomes limitless, limitless. And they work hand in hand together. And I wanted to bring faith into the message of trust because without faith, it said it's impossible to please God. But without action, without deeds, without the outworking, faith is dead. And so they go hand in hand. And tonight, there is a waterfall of faith at this altar for anybody that's feeling a little parched, that needs to be filled again, that needs the healing outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But then there comes a time where you have to take that and you have to walk yourself out those doors and live the Great Commission out. <laughs> and every Wednesday night, we'll be back here to get refreshed again and then we go back out and then we come back in and then we go back out. And the ebb and flow of how God designed the local church, how he designed biblical community, how he designed church discipline, how he designed a covering, how he designed the family unit, how he designed marriage, how he designed friendships as iron sharpens iron. It's all available to us but I don't want any single one of you in here to feel confused about how to do this life because the way is actually very straightforward. There's nothing blind about Christianity. There's, there's no meditation where you empty out your mind when it comes to Christianity. There's nothing foggy or mysterious about trusting in God. There's great mysteries, yes, but trusting God is a very plain, straightforward commandment that we see in the Bible. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. So that verse in Jeremiah that I read, how it says that when we put our trust in man, we're cursed. This is the second part of it. And this is what I want to pray and prophesy over us tonight before I open the altar up, Jeremiah 17, seven through eight. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and it never fails to bear fruit. This is the life of trusting in God. This is the contrast of the world. This is why I'm so passionate because I've been through my own exchange over the last six months of trusting God with this life that I can't even control if I wanted to control it. It is out of my hands. It is out. The, the abundance that is flowing into our region with the building expansion, with Coronado, with my kids growing up and stepping into bigger things and activities, with Awaken Music, with our businesses, our personal businesses, everything is growing. And if I want it to continue to grow, if I want it to continue to be revived, then I have to constantly and daily make a decision that I trust you, God. I'm not gonna trust in myself. I'm not even going to tempt myself into cursing 
the things that you are blessing right now. If you guys could stand to your feet, I wanna give everyone a moment to invite the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in. And I, I don't want you guys to lose this. Some of you guys need to give yourselves homework where you, you're gonna read one Proverbs every single day for the rest of the year because you lack wisdom and discernment and it's brought you down places where you are putting your trust in everything except God. And the best way that I know to fix a life of misplaced trust is to ask God for wisdom and discernment. And he gives it freely. So for some of you, it's, it's as simple as that. You just need to get wisdom and discernment so that when you're making life choices, you're making life choices that are in alignment with the Word of God. There's others of you in here that have never actually taken a leap of trust. And the story that I went through or that most passionately shows you what I'm trying to say is when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, it took me a while to speak in tongues. And tongues is a prayer language. It's, it's this beautiful gift from heaven. But I was such a control freak that I could not do it. <laughs> I knew I had the gift because I encountered God in an altar. A pastor prophesied over me when I was 17 years old and I instantly started speaking in tongues. I knew that that was, that was the Holy Spirit. But then I got into my own head about it. And for years, I could not speak in tongues. And it wasn't until I realized that I had not let go of that last little bit of trust. It needed to be on my terms. It needed to be how I wanted it to be. And I wasn't dancing with the Holy Spirit. And it takes two to tango. And so this is what I did. I would get in my car, whatever I'd be driving by myself. I would turn worship music up and drown myself out so that I could just speak in tongues. And then slowly, I would turn the volume down, slowly, 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 until finally, I was completely surrendered and I could experience that, that fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit every single day. So I wanna open up the altar to all of the all of those wanting to be filled with the Holy Spirit and let go of control and to take a leap of trust in God. And maybe it's because of relationships, maybe it's because you've never experienced being filled with the Holy Spirit, but just come forward and I'm gonna pray over you guys. I'm gonna pray um, just for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and that vision that I got of a waterfall. I just, I literally saw the altar just being poured over, like just water being poured over, over and over and over. Amen. You guys come down. Anybody that wants to receive a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit that wants to say, you know what, God, I'm going to take a leap. I'm going to trust you. Maybe trust you again. Maybe trust you for the first time. Maybe you have to do some business with God with these wounds and these traumas that are affecting your ability to have healthy relationships, healthy friendships, a healthy marriage, because you're projecting your past into your future instead of trusting God with your future so you can experience Him in your present. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's here with us. He loves you. You're safe with Him. 
He's never going to abuse you. He's never going to betray you. He's never going to treat you poorly or harm you. He's a good father. He has authority for you. He has power waiting for you. So I just want you to lift your hands. I'm going to begin to pray. And for those of you that have never um, received an infilling of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to pray over you, and I want you to just release your voice to God and, and ask the Holy Spirit for the gift of tongues and begin to pray. Begin to pray. And the ministry team, ministers, if you want to come make your way to actually the the front, if you want help, and sometimes it, it takes um, forgiving somebody. Sometimes it takes breaking words off of your mind, off of your heart that have been spoken over you. But right now, Holy Spirit, I thank you for every single person right now. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that your power is here. I thank you that it is finished. Every single thing was finished on the cross so that every person right now can experience your peace and your freedom and your love. I pray, Holy Spirit, just as that vision, I pray a waterfall over every single person. Wash every single person with your peace, with your love. Wash every single person afresh. May they forgive themselves. There's some of you that need to forgive yourselves. God's already forgiven you. It is finished. And right now, Holy Spirit, I pray an outpouring of your spirit. I pray that you would activate the power of God in every single person at the front of this room. In the mighty name of Jesus, and in the sound of my voice, be filled with the power of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare power and authority over every single person. I break the chains of the enemy over every hand lifted up, that they will no longer walk in the bondage of their past, but they will step in to a life of trusting you. And I thank you, Jesus, that right now you are doing what only you can do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, let's begin to pray in our prayer language and ministers minister. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.